Okay, so I'm Nick Bircher and this is the Nordic Future Makers podcast. Today's Nordic Future Maker is Frank Attia, who is the Managing Director for Adobe in the Nordics. So, Frank, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nick, and thank you for having me. Excellent. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please? Um, I lead the digital experience business in the Nordic for Adobe. Uh, I'm based out of Copenhagen, as you might hear. I'm French. And I've been living in uh, Copenhagen for the last 20 years. Uh, I'm married to a Dane. And I came to Adobe about six years ago uh, from the Neolane acquisition. I was running the Neolane business, which is campaign management uh, in the Nordic. Uh, and then when Adobe acquired uh, Neolane, you know, I thought it was a pretty exciting company, really interesting positioning in terms of customer experience. And you know, I haven't regretted my choice. Uh, and I think it's really exciting uh, to work in that, uh, in that business that Adobe is. So what, what sort of challenges are facing brands in digital right now? I think the main challenge that brands are facing is uh, the fact that loyalty is very difficult to keep from your clients. You know, it's very easy for uh, a consumer or even for a business to switch uh, to another provider. And what's also really uh, a big challenge is that competing on price uh, is very difficult and not very effective. So everything comes back to what type of experience you can provide to your customers, uh, you know, speed, convenience, personalized experience, frictionless experience, so you can provide what they need when they need it uh, without overplaying it. And this is quite interesting because this market dynamic makes that there's a lot of disruption on the market. New companies are emerging much faster than before. Industries are being reshaped. Companies are competing outside of their original business area. And if, as a brand, you're not on top of uh, the customer experience and constantly improving it, then it's very difficult to be uh, successful in that market. So where people are talking about the experience age, this is all about consumer expectations rising in terms of people just expect things to work now. Yeah, I think on the consumer side, clearly, you know, people expect things to work. If the experience is not as you expect, you switch very quickly to another provider. But it's not only true on the, the consumer side, like on the B2C side, it's also true on the B2B side. I think, you know, businesses buying from other businesses expect a very smooth experience, a very personalized experience so that they can be more effective on their side. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dynamic that we see across the board in all verticals and not only on the consumer uh, verticals. Okay, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. It doesn't just happen through, through one thing. So can you kind of break down the, the different parts of it? So I guess the first part is around data and having a joined up view of the customer. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, data is the fuel of the experience, right? If you don't have a dynamic, real-time, 360 view of your customers, then it's very difficult to create uh, and deliver the right experiences. 
So having the ability to collect data in an ethical way so that you can get a, a lot of insights about who your customers are, what they want, what they don't want, what they're interested in, what is important for them, what is not important. Then, you know, if you don't master that, it's extremely difficult to, uh, to create and, and deliver those experiences. And I think what makes it hard to achieve today is the fact that the number of touch points and the number of channels that customers are using is very large and is increasing, you know, all the time. You have new channels popping up. You have channels becoming less important. Um, so as a brand, it's really important that you have the ability to, you know, gather all this data and insights uh, about your clients across the different touch points so you can maintain this uh, customer profile that is so important in order to be able to fuel uh, those personalized experiences. And obviously, you also need to make sure that you do that in a very ethical way and in a way that actually delivers value to your, uh, to your customers. I think, you know, GDPR, consent management are extremely hot topic today. And I think it's right to have uh, this at the core uh, when you look at what is your, you know, customer data strategy and how do you want to collect data? Why do you want to collect data? And how do you get customers to actually consent and agree to give you data about them uh, in exchange for a better experience, a more personalized experience, and more, you know, frictionless and smooth experience. Okay. So if we go back a few years, there was this thing of let's just get lots of data and put it in a big data lake. Whereas now there's much more in terms of you have to be able to use that data. And then you have to be, first of all, with the permission and consent, and then you have to be able to kind of do something with that data. So to pull out insights and then start to think about how to use it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Companies have been gathering data about their customers for as long as I can remember personally. Uh, you know, it used to be called data warehouses, uh, then it became data lakes. And gathering data is great. Getting insight is great. But if you cannot actionate this insight or actionate your data, then, you know, it makes you smarter, but it doesn't necessarily have a very good uh, positive impact on your business. So... If you recall, I used the term real-time, 360, dynamic profile. I think the real-time component is really important, more or less, depending on the verticals you're in, obviously. But then, you know, there are more and more businesses where the ability to capture what is happening with your customers in the last, let's say, days or the last couple of hours is important in your ability to create those experiences. So... Uh, what has changed is this, is now companies are extremely focused in the ability to actionate and uh, get value of all these insights uh, by being able to drive those experiences and triggering you know, the right experience uh, at the right time through the right channel for the right customer. So we've, we've moved on from collecting up data, then there obviously needs to be governance and how that's organized. And now to really kind of drive experience, we need to be able to use it quickly. Yeah. And again, I think, you know, real time can be slightly different from uh, one vertical to another vertical. You know, if you look at a, at a bank, 
people who interact with their bank uh, quite often, you know, sometimes once a day or a few times a week. They probably interact less with an insurance company or with a utility company. But uh, despite this, you know, we're not talking about days or weeks before you have, you know, data about your clients. You need to be as close as possible to real time and you, know, you can adapt the real time depending on your vertical. But if you, if you don't have the ability to capture the last events in the life of your customers, then you're going to miss out on your ability to create the right experiences. So this is all helping everything to move from someone being in a segment and having a profile to being more having activity that's more based on an individual and what they have been doing. So this this starts to lead us to personalization. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, a, a lot of personalization is what is going to make an experience great, right? If you have a one-size-fits-all type of experience, usually you're going to miss out. You're not going to create this frictionless and smooth experience for uh, for your customers. I, I, we all have heard about those examples of I just uh, bought something and then suddenly I get a promotion for the product I've just bought or I'm being proposed uh, diapers but even though I don't have children or babies, that kind of stuff. So clearly, as a customer... When you get interaction with a brand, you expect that brand to know who you are, to know where you are in your journey with them, to have an idea of what could be relevant for you or not, because there is nothing worse than proposing content to a customer that is irrelevant, because you're going to lose them and they're going to say, okay, this, this brand is irrelevant for me. They keep proposing me things that I'm not interested in. And even though I don't react to those offerings, they keep uh, proposing it. So, you know, and, and then you, you don't create this intimacy uh, that you want to be able to create as a, as a brand to increase loyalty and the engagement you have uh, with, your, with your customers. So you've kind of got this, this value exchange to start with on a, on a customer level where they're willing to give some data because it makes things easier but then you've also got to balance that with privacy. So if you get that right, you can then start to make a much kind of deeper connection with, with people because you can make it more relevant for them with content and advertising and offers and everything else that you're doing. Absolutely. And the, if you get that right, it's not an easy task and can you know vary quite a lot from segment to segment, you know, the Y generation doesn't react the same as the Z generation or the X generation, but getting it right, you know, it's kind of a contract you have with your customer. Contract being, if you accept to give me data about you, then in exchange, you know, I commit to giving you a more engaging and personalized experience, avoiding to communicate things that are irrelevant to you, so you know, this balance is not very easy to find. It's also having the ability to scale so that you can do a one-to-one -one, uh, on, so on a per-customer basis. Having the ability to find the right balance is something that requires the right technology, the right understanding, the right skills from your people in the organization. And these new companies that are coming through, the real experience-based businesses, they're kind of brands that are really focused on 
this kind of crafting a customer experience that kind of connects with the audience in, in that way? I think it's a mix of, you know, you have companies that have been born with customer experience, and then you have companies that have evolved to that because they've been competing suddenly with new entrants or companies that have competed with them on the customer experience and not only on the brand. Uh, so it's, it's really a mix. I, I don't think, you know, some, some years ago, it was very much the new entrants, the, the startup that was doing this. Today, if you look at our, uh, our customers, I mean, it's, uh, we have everything from very old traditional companies embracing the digitalization and, 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 and moving to become uh, experienced businesses all the way to companies that were born you know, 10 years ago in the, in the middle of all this customer experience uh, trend. So in the past, it was very much this idea of brands and advertisers and marketers would, would plan to have an experience at the right time. Whereas now with this whole thing with real time and tech enabled things, you have this continuous experience where it doesn't start and it doesn't end. It's just kind of always on and always happening. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is something that I've seen uh, evolving a lot. You know, some years ago, it was a lot about creating the right customer journeys for our clients. Uh, today, it's more about um, being able to react to events in order to create those journey like in a real time and on the fly basis, right? So before it was. I'm a marketeer, I'm going to define a program. If I have a new client, this is the onboarding, this is this, this is this, this is that. Today, it's more, I have this program, but this program is going to be tailored depending on the way the, the, the customer behaves, the type of events they trigger, and the way they react to whatever offer or content or message you send to them. Okay, so it was previously kind of, a marketer driving it from a central place, whereas now it's being driven by the customer and what they're doing. And it's very much where they're doing it. So it's not from a central place. It could be anywhere. It's decentralized and customer driven. Absolutely. This is what we see. And, and I mean, it's a combination, but we see the customer driven, uh, the fact that, you know, it's not so much the enterprise deciding this is, those are the programs. This is what we see happening. And then this starts to feed into things so that people can start taking decisions about where to focus their their investments and their efforts because they can see what's happening and they get a much better understanding of of what people are doing and, and how they need to be responded to. Yes. And, I, and you know, then we also back to data, yeah, the ability to understand how customers engage with your experiences so that you can constantly tune and adapt the content and the experience that you want to create and deliver to them is really, really important. And this is back to your ability to collect real-time data and insight from your clients and, and the way they're going to engage with your brand. Okay, so it gives you the opportunity to focus the investments and start to kind of really optimize the interactions and optimize what's happening. Correct. Absolutely. So this year, have you, how, how do you think things have been changing this year? Because obviously digital behaviors and well, all behaviors have been changing. What have you seen from a, from your perspective? 
I think the you know, the, the situation with the, uh, the pandemic and COVID has had actually an accelerating effect on the digital agenda and the, the customer experience agenda. So obviously, companies are more cautious because there are uncertainty on the market, but we see things that you know are happening much faster than anticipated. So we are interacting with customers that had a plan to drive a digital transformation to become much more focused on the customer experience. And that plan was maybe spanning three, four, five years. Now they're looking at executing it in like a year. We also have a lot of situations where companies have been trying to get, for example, consumers or even customers on the B2B side to engage more digitally with them. Uh, like you know, they, they've been trying to get the digital journey or define or have a digital engagement. And there's been, in some cases and in some segments, maybe some resistance to change. But the, the, the current situation has actually forced, quote-unquote, people to try out all those uh, this digital uh, engagement. And we hear that it's been quite successful, right? There's a lot of companies saying, we've been trying to get up our customers to adopt this for years and now they've done it because they, they didn't have a choice and they they can actually see it works. It works, it's convenient, it doesn't you know remove the fact to have face-to-face interaction, but it's very, very it's a very good uh, complement uh, to the you know, the physical interaction you can have in a store or in a, a you know a bank branch or uh, you know wherever you meet physically with, uh, with the brand. So it's it's gone, it's moved very quickly on from the more traditional areas of measuring things and kind of having bits happening in the back to really kind of a full embracing of the the whole kind of experience, experience management, customer experience management. Yes. Okay. And yeah, I saw um, there was a report from the US saying um, B2B digital spends have gone up. It's over 20% over this this year as people are moving from events and offline things into digital spaces and adopting everything from your tools to manage your lead generation and sales management and everything else. So I think that's really interesting, the B2B evolution as well. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we've been ourselves as an organization so we've had in the past very very big event like uh, the adobe summit uh, which is you know taking place in the us uh, and in emea uh, once a year and we you know when the, the pandemic hit we had to pivot from you know a, a 15000 uh, attendee event in the us to moving fully digital in about three weeks. That was a hell of a ride to do this. And we've been from, you know, a situation where in 2019, those two physical events in the US and in Europe would gather maybe 20, 25,000 people to a full digital event uh, with, you know, video on demand and, and, and a very, very rich amount of content. And we hit about 400,000 people. Which is amazing. It's incredible that, first of all, you were able to shift because Adobe Summit is such a big event. To shift that online in in that short space of time, I think it's really impressive. 
So from an, an Adobe perspective, you oversee all the different pieces of of the kind of the Adobe ecosystem. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, to, to be able to deliver and, and, and support our customers to become experienced businesses. So we have, I mean, it's a complex thing, right? It's easy to say I want to deliver very personalized customer experiences at scale, real time. That's easy said. It's not very easy done, right? And it requires a certain maturity in the organization all the way up to senior and top management, uh, down to uh, practitioners. So we're working, you know, with our customers to help them identify what digitalization and customer experience can bring to them, what type of use cases they could actually activate by being more digital, what are the associated business case and return on investment that, that they could get from this and helping you know, those organizations actually have the foundation to make decisions to uh, to move, to become more digital, to invest more in customer experiences because they understand the actual impact it's going to have for them. And that could be, on one level, it could be an application or or going up to a service, or it could be the full adoption of, of the platform and all the different services that you offer. Yeah, I think, you know, what, what we actually do is that Together with our customers, we develop what we call the point of view. The point of view is something that we build with them. We help them structure it, and uh, it, you know, it, it can. It starts typically by looking at what's the current customer experience that they offer, benchmarking them in different areas uh, as compared to a basket of competitors or potential competitors. The result of this, and, and, and also, you know, helping them measure the digital maturity of their organization. So we have a, you know, a set of uh, activities that we run with them. The deliverable of that is what we call a point of view. Um, and a point of view is, is the point of view of the organization we're working with. And again, you know, what are the use cases that they could activate? Uh, what would be the impact financially if they were uh, executing on those use cases, how would they go about implementing them, running them, what's the impact on uh, the organization, how they should get organized or change the organization, do they have the right level of skills, and we do that with them, also together with our uh, with our partners, uh, in order to make sure that, you know, it's not, technology is important, but I would almost say it's the easy piece of all that. If you want to succeed in becoming a, an experienced business, uh, you need to pick the right technology, obviously, but you also need to make sure you have the right people, the right processes, and that all that play together really well. Otherwise, it is very difficult to, to, to manage, uh, you know, all those customer experience uh, at scale with the amount of data that we're talking about, the ability also to, to master the content that those experiences consist of. Perfect. I agree. Last question for you. I ask everybody this, but um, what are you curious about now? What's capturing your personal attention and imagination? Well, that's a good question. I, I think, you know, I've been in that business many, many years uh, and I've seen the evolution of, you know, business intelligence, data, et cetera, et cetera. What I think is really uh, fascinating for me right now is that we are at a point where technology 
and and by that I you know I, I I'm thinking a lot about AI and machine machine learning enables company companies to really succeed in in being experienced businesses. Again, I think we've talked about that for years. Companies have moved there, but I I see like when I when I see what we're doing with our with the Adobe Experience platform, it's um, it's it's really what a lot of companies have been asking for many many years, and that uh, you know we've been trying to build with pieces, taking different uh, solutions, making them work together. But again, it was difficult because of scalability, because of the complexity of the data. And today, I think it's fascinating to see what those platforms are going to unleash in terms of what companies can do with customer experience and the way they engage, they manage the engagement and the relationship with their customers. Which is a whole fascinating area about how we can apply AI and machine learning to to huge data sets to find patterns to really kind of be able to learn and optimize and do do amazing things. Yeah, and and, and seeing it with with customers, right? You know, we work with companies like Pandora, like Telenor, Grundfos, Volvo, uh, SJ that you've done a podcast with uh, recently. Yeah. And and it's really fascinating to see how those those companies start to to execute on that vision that they've had for quite some time and see really impactful results uh, on the market from a you know a growth of their customer base, a growth of their revenue, increasing productivity that makes them more robust uh, and more resilient uh, to increased competition or current uh, pandemic crisis and that kind of things. Well, I think that's that's a great way to kind of finish up with things. So I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me and talk me through your thoughts and your thinking and all, all the different things you have going on. You're welcome, Nick. It was a pleasure having uh, this discussion with you. So thank you, Frank. Or I, I should say merci beaucoup. <laughs> De rien. <laughs> Au revoir and bonne journée. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And for everyone else, I think Franck is another great example of a Nordic future maker. He's someone who's driving forward the industry in the world of tech and experience and all of those things. I hope you have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you will subscribe to the podcast and I hope you will listen again in the future. Thank you, Frank. Thank you.